Hi, welcome to Panel Breakouts, mini-episodes between Unstable Molecules podcasts which take a quick peek at early Marvel comics and comic history. I'm Gary Hollingsby, and I've been looking at the comics that fed into the Marvel style and launched its superhero universe in the 1960s. And over the last few Panel Breakouts, I've been taking a look at how Goodman's company's humour titles in the 1950s developed a irreverent, wacky humour that went on to become a strong element of the Marvel superhero universe of the 1960s. In 1952, EC Comics published its first Mad Comic, which was headed by Harvey Kurtzman, with art by creators like Wally Wood, Will Elder and Jack Davis. And initially the comic took inspiration from the zaniness of American college magazines. And it started with humorous stories, before quickly evolving into parodying the the genres that EC were producing at the time. Things like crime, adventure, horror and science fiction. And also well-known popular literature like Tarzan and Treasure Island. But it soon went on to lampoon popular TV and radio shows before going on to really take the piss out of new movies. The art in the early Mad was extraordinarily good. It was dynamic and explosive. And a lot of the visual impact comes from Will Elder's what was called chicken fat style, where the backgrounds of panels are crammed with all sorts happening. What he described as the parts of the strip that gave some flavour but did little to advance the storyline. And the impression that a mad comic gives, even today, is it's bursting with manic energy. Mad was an underground hit which caught the cutting-edge sense of sharp wit and parody of the early 50s. And sales of Mad were incredibly strong. EC Comics generally sold at the time about 350,000 an issue. And by issue 8, Mad was supposedly selling somewhere around 750 to 800,000 issues. Naturally, other publishers saw the market potential of a zany humour comic. And the first imitation of Mad was Whack by Joe Cuba and Norman Morier um, for St. John Publishing. Never to underestimate a trend, Atlas produced three imitations of Mad within months of Mad's first issue. These were called Crazy, Wild and Riot. That's three titles. And which saw first issues in December 1953, February 1954 and April 1954 which was followed by another satirical comic stroke magazine called Snafu later on. Atlas was the only company to produce more than one mad imitation. And most other companies, most of of the other comics companies did produce some sort of short-lived mad rival. The artists working at Atlas satirical comics were some of the best, with Joe Manili, Al Hartley, Bill Everett, as well as Russ Heath, um, John Severin, Don DiCarlo, even artists like Paul Reinman and Gene Colan have work in, in, the, in the issues of the three comics. For me, what stands out in the 17 issues of Crazy, Wild and Riot more than anything else is the, is the great art, rather than the humour, which is always a bit hit and miss. Joe Manili stands out best for strong work in every issue. Manili seems to have been able to draw anything incredibly well and his best satirical work reflects his best work for Atlas in other titles. So we have historicals. So there's um, the three Mesketeers in issue one of Crazy, 
as well as King Arthur and his squares around the round table in issue two of Crazy. Manili also drew westerns, satirical westerns. So there's Rodeo Schmo in Wild issue three and the Texas Strangers in Riot issue one. There's science fiction, horror, um, the best, I think, of Manili's um, satirical um, SF is It Came Without a Face in Riot Issue 2. He does movie parodies really well. So there's The Killer Dillers in um, Wild Issue 4, which is a gangster movie parody. And The 17-Year Itch in Riot Issue 4, where Manili gets to draw Marilyn Monroe really well. He also does funny cartoons. So there's Pascal the Rascal in Riot Issue 6, which is essentially a Dennis the Menace imitation. Bill Everett does a number of stories in the comics, which I also think are great. Um, there's Zombie in Wild Issue 4, um, Dr. Jackal and Mr. Hyde in Wild Issue 1, which has probably the most chicken fat style of all of um, Everett's stories for Atlas. And there's also Genghis Kant in Issue 3 of Wild, which I think... Um, deserves a mention just for the, the brilliant title. He also does Luna the Jungle Girl, which is a brilliantly drawn um, jungle girl adventure in Riot issue 6. And the other artist who does have standout work um, is John Severin, and no more than in um, the $64 million answer in Riot issue 4. The goofy, kooky humour of these comics is clearly of its time. But it's difficult to know how much involvement Stan Lee actually had in the writing of a great deal of these satirical comics. Now, clearly he was editor and would have set the tone for the books and the accounts of his editorship and, um, and his behaviour in the bullpen tend to suggest that he was more than a little offbeat and madcap peeps, perhaps even more than in his later larger-than-life public persona. Lee only signed stories in the last three issues of Riot, which doesn't mean to say that he didn't write earlier stories but it's just difficult to know whether the humour is by the creators, the, the artists, or by Lee. The more I've read of Crazy and Wild and Riot, the more I've, I've grown to enjoy them. And as far as I know, there's not, there's, there's not a collected volume of them, so there's no Marvel Masterworks edition um, of any of these titles, which I think is a real shame, as you can see just another thread of, of wacky humour is drawn into the early 1960s Marvel Universe. 